What's up, everybody? This is episode 16 of the One Question Podcast, where each week we try to answer some of life's most difficult questions, looking at it through a Christian lens. I'm David, one of the hosts, joined by my co-host, Lindsay. Excited to be here, y'all. And Pastor Carrie. Hey, what's up, guys? And each week after we ask that initial question, we'll probably have another question, another question, another question that we can kind of dive into. Yeah, and so we are so excited that y'all are joining us, whether you're driving in your car on your way to work. Maybe you're making breakfast in the kitchen. Maybe you're falling asleep. Hopefully we'll try to keep you awake. Um, <laughs> but you know, whether you, wherever you're at on your journey in your life, maybe you are spiritually curious, maybe you're new to faith in this whole Jesus thing, or maybe you've been following Jesus a long time. Wherever you're at, we're so excited that you're here. And our hope is that in this conversation, you'll be able to take a step forward, whatever that looks like for you. Love it. I love this question. I love this question. Today's question. It's about cereal today, right? <laughs> Carrie, stop trying to push cereal. It's oh, just not going to happen. It's not going to get there. Okay. <laughs> I okay, love sorry. cereal so much. It'll get there. We'll get, <laughs> there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. David and I are working on it. For all of you out there listening who are anticipating this episode on cereal. A special release Cereal is episode. just the worst breakfast food you can have. Well, you are officially Like there uninvited. are muffins. You There's are uninvited. Bacon. There is pancakes. Like why would you hey, have hey, cereal? We're, we're not saying that those are not good. They're all valid options. They're all valid options for breakfast. What was the question? David and I, I, we're working on the cereal thing for you guys. We have some good theological conversations we've been having in the background uh, about different cereals. So it's going to be great. Be on the lookout for that, guys. I will be missing that day. Anyways. (laughs) Today. Today's question. Who is the Holy Spirit? I love that. That's I mean, that's better than asking what is cereal. So I'm a little more excited about this one. I agree. (laughs) Well, I think it'd be interesting to start with not who is the Holy Spirit, but who is not the Holy Spirit or who is the Holy Spirit not. How do you ask that (laughs) here in English? Not the Holy Spirit, I think. (laughs) Um, Just because I think there's so many common misconceptions about what or who is the Holy Spirit. Is it even a what or a who? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> Good questions. Good yes. questions. Yes. You, you know, um, so misconceptions. So one misconception is that the Holy Spirit is an it. But we believe as Christians, the Holy Spirit is an actual person. Mm. Uh, it is the person of God who is represented in presence uh, with Christians uh, as they profess faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Uh, and so he comes and he inhabits Christians and is God's presence with us. Um, so th- so kind of making that distinction, not an it, a person, a he. Uh, and, and then other misconceptions, uh, a ghost. Mm. Uh, you know, we maybe hear some of this terminology, the Holy Ghost. Mm. Uh, I can remember as a kid hearing, uh, I think, hearing about the Holy Ghost in uh, the Apostles' Creed or something like that and thinking about the ghosts in Pac-Man. Uh, so that was uh, that was an early misconception I had was the Holy Spirit's kind of running around in a sheet 
you know, being chased by a large yellow guy That's trying to terrifying. eat them. terrifying. So. <laughs> I'm concerned about you. It explains a lot, though. It explains your obsession with cereal, right? Yeah. <laughs> no connection. Um, for me, I remember just thinking the Holy Spirit was kind of like this Jiminy Cricket, like, you know, you have the good angel on this shoulder, the bad angel here, and the Holy Spirit was the good one saying, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, you know, just kind of that reminder of the good quote things that we're supposed to do telling us what's right what's wrong and kind of you know nudging us in the good child to be fair to be fair i don't think the holy spirit would tell you to lie or cheat so you know so i mean i was pretty much right you're on track what about what about you david what were some what have been some of your misconceptions of the holy spirit i don't i don't know Maybe you always knew yeah (laughs) no i think that for me uh similar to you i spirit and ghosts have such a close connotation in our language mm-hmm. that I kind of assumed it was sort of this creepy sort of thing that would mm-hmm. sneak in in the night mm-hmm. and I, and you and there was all these these terms that would like fill you with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and I think it was something that early on especially I wasn't really excited about being filled by the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, I mean that feels like demon yeah. possession, I'm like, right? I'm good, thanks though. <laughs> yeah. You stay out there, Holy Spirit. Jesus, yes please. But you know, it was weird. So for me, I think that a common misconception is not really having much of a conception period Mm. in the idea Mm -hmm. that I think it's so difficult to unpack because it's something that is so hard um, to really wrap our brains around that I think that sometimes we just often ignore it. Yeah. And so I think that for me, the the misconception is no conception. Mm -hmm. Mm, That's good. Yeah. And I think that is something that we often do when we don't understand it is understand anything is instead of pursuing and trying to have conversations like this, it's like, uh, you know, I'm doing okay in life. I don't really know what that means, but I don't really have time or Mm -hmm. passion or care Mm -hmm. to know what that is. But man, how much are we missing out on if we don't engage the Holy Spirit? And so I'd love for us to spend some time talking about who he is and why he matters. And with that one more misconception I want to bring up, uh, because a friend of mine had this recently. uh, He's new to following Jesus, but he grew up Jewish. And so grew up really having drilled into him uh, from an Orthodox Jewish perspective uh, that there is only one God. And so the weird Christians, they believe in two gods. They believe in God and Jesus. And so there, there's this misconception. Uh, and the way this came up in our conversation was I was talking to him about the Holy Spirit. And so now he's like, wait, there's three? Oh, no. There's three gods. And so, <laughs> I'm so out. I could deal with two. Yeah. Three, yeah. Yeah. Two, two is already stretching, <laughs> pushing it. And, and so, but it actually opened up into a really great conversation uh, that's connected to this question, who is the Holy Spirit? And we as Christians believe that there is one God. So we are not different from our uh, Jewish brothers and sisters. We do believe that there is one God. We believe that he reveals himself in three different ways. Mm. Uh, And so we have God the Father, we have God the Son in Jesus, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And so the way I actually described this to my friend was uh, as, as a person, and so let's take David for instance here. As a person, David is a son of somebody right now. David is also a husband to Morgan, and David is also a dad to his three kids. Does he cease being David in any of those settings? No. Right. But does he perhaps uh, 
represent who David is differently in each of those settings and relationships. Yes. And so God is not changing. He is God, Father, Son, Spirit, but he is revealed in relationships to us differently uh, based on where we are and based on who he is and what he's doing in a specific function intersecting with humanity and relationships. That's great. Yeah, I think that's an awesome point. So so let's continue to dive into this a little bit of who is the Holy Spirit? How is he different from Jesus and God? Yes, he, mm-hmm. you know, is the same. They are three in one. But what is the Holy Spirit's specific purpose in our lives? Mm-hmm. I, I personally love John 14. And we were talking about this before. I was like, that that's something you would never really hear come out of my mouth early on is how cool is John 14? <laughs> but, uh, John 14, 16, 17 says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you will know him for he lives with you and will be in you. And he's talking to the disciples here, correct? Mm-hmm. And he's, getting, he's preparing them for his death. And he's saying that you've been following me all of this time and I'm going to leave you soon, but another's going to come and it's going to replace and it's going to live with you and walk with you every day. So to me, when I think of who is the Holy Spirit, I think advocate, I think comforter, mm-hmm. um, guide would be another word that I guess I would use. Uh, those are the words that come to mind. So. Yeah, and I know that in that passage, you know, yeah, so like you said, Jesus has been walking with his disciples and spending time with them day to day physically with them and breaking bread with them, laughing with them, conversing with them. Um, but he is preparing them that he's going to leave. And I, I know in that same passage it talks about, you know, it is – better for you to have the Holy Spirit than me physically with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that's really hard for me to comprehend, but to me explains the magnitude of the Spirit that, you know, so many times it's like, okay, would I rather be talking to my husband face-to-face or, you know, have him call me on the phone? I'm always going to choose face-to-face. So Mm -hmm. for them to say, for Jesus to say that the Holy Spirit, it's better for him to be with you than for me to physically like there must be so much power in the holy spirit yeah and i feel like there are a couple of different rabbit trails i want to chase down (laughs) with where we're at with this right now but but one of them is the holy spirit as jesus is talking here is the presence of god and so we see this in an old testament and in a new testament understanding so at the beginning of creation the spirit is there in creation Uh, the Ruach, breath of God, that's the Hebrew word, uh, breath, wind, spirit. And so we see God breathes his breath into the nostrils of the man. And so uh, that brings life. And so the spirit has a specific work in bringing life. We also see the spirit hovering above the abyss and before creation even happens. And so there, there is very much a picture of the presence of God there. But then in this passage, and as you guys are talking about, Jesus leaves. After the resurrection, Jesus leaves. And so in, in Christendom, we kind of have this tendency, uh, and maybe this is just generationally for us, but we talk about, oh, Jesus is always with me. If we're going to get very theologically technical here, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh no, we're about to offend some people. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is always with you. 
Jesus has ascended back to heaven and sits with God the Father Almighty at the right hand where the worshipers in heaven sit around the throne and worship and cry, holy, 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 all day long. That's where Jesus is. So if you're looking for Jesus somewhere, that's where he's at. The Holy Spirit is God's presence with us now. And so is the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father, are they all one? And so, yes, is Jesus always with me? Yes. But scripturally, what Jesus is saying here, he's he's not lying. He's not saying, hey, yeah, I'm going away, but no, I'm really always with you, like that kind of thing. No, no, no. Jesus is saying, no, the Holy Spirit's going to be here. And, and like you guys just said, it's way better for him to be here, right? It, it's better for you that he stays and I go. And so uh, who is the Holy Spirit and kind of some of those functions? A big part of the function of the Holy Spirit is to be God's presence with us always. And, you know, in the Old Testament, that presence was in that dwelling at the beginning, but then with the Hebrew people becomes where the Ark of the Covenant is, the the tabernacle, the temple. Uh, And so there's limited access to the Spirit of God there. But what Jesus does in coming is he gives us unlimited access to the Mm -hmm. presence of God. Mm. Yeah, and it's now in us. And what I, I love in that same chapter in John chapter 14 is it also talks about Well, to back it up a little bit, I remember in our life group, which here at Beach Church, there's small groups of people that gather together and read the Bible every week. Um, You know, a couple months ago, I was having a conversation with some girls in my life group just about, you know, sometimes we just assume, you know, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit are all just kind of the same thing. So it's like, oh, I pray to God, pray to Jesus, pray to, you know, it's all kind of the same. But we were having a discussion about what are the unique functions, Mm -hmm. Carrie, like you were talking about earlier with David, like, you know, he is husband to Morgan. He is father to, you know, Foster, Oscar Sutton, but he's son of, I don't know your dad's name, Mr. Sanders. Hey Hey, dad, (laughs) Hey David's dad. But you know, and so we were like, Hey, let's look at what does scripture say? Like, what are some of those defining aspects of each of those characters? And so in John 14, it says the Holy Spirit, he will teach you all things and he will bring to remembrance all that I, Jesus have said to you. And so I love this idea that the Holy Spirit, like when you look at some of his specific roles, he will teach and he'll bring to remembrance. Mm -hmm. So bringing to remembrance implies that you have spent time learning and studying. Mm -hmm. And so something I really love and experience in my own life with the Holy Spirit is, you know, I'll read scripture and then later in the day I'm having a conversation and I feel that Holy Spirit reminding me, hey, remember what you read? Mm. And whether that's just how I respond in a moment or whether I share that with someone, like, I think that is such a cool aspect of the Holy Spirit's character. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. That's great. One, of, one of the other things that we see the uh, scriptures talking to us about what the Holy Spirit does is he produces fruit in the life of the Christian uh, who claims the name of Christ. And so Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, uh, he says, The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And so when we allow the Holy Spirit's presence to be with us and in our daily coming and going, and uh, we are yielded to him, What Paul's saying there is he's saying the Holy Spirit will produce those things in your life. 
Uh, he will give the opportunity for love to be more present, more fruitful in your life. And so uh, for a world that we live in, I think we'd all agree, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, we'd all like more of those in the world. Paul says, absolutely, we have a way, a path for that. And our God says, I want that for you and for the people you come in contact with. Yeah, I love that. We actually, um, over the past couple weeks here at Beach Church, we have been in a series called The Thriving Life where we talk about how much more we can thrive in life when we partner with the Holy Spirit and are able to experience Mm -hmm. those aspects. So if you're interested, you can always check that out on demand um, on our Beach Church website. Um, But yeah, David, talk to us a little bit about how do you experience the presence of the Holy Spirit? What does that look like in your life? For me, I think that it's almost like a little nudge at times. Like if I'm walking by someone, for some reason there there are moments where I can't shake going and speaking to somebody. And it's not necessarily like going up and saying, "Do you know who Jesus is?" But it's just it's just interacting with that person. I feel like sometimes I'm just sort of pushed in a way that I can't control. Um, I feel like when I've decided to become a Christian, the moment that I walked to the front of the church because they did an altar call. And, oh, man, I did not want to go. And I dug my heels in, and I grabbed the back of the bench in front of me. And I felt like there was no way that I, I, I was going. But at the same time, the next thing I knew, I was at the front. And I felt like that happens with prayer sometimes where I, I don't want to go in front of people to pray or I don't want to move to the front of the church to pray. But I can't help it. And the next thing I know, I'm there. And I'm crying. And, and there's this idea of, to me, the Holy Spirit is that sort of, push into the direction where I need to be moving with my life so that I can then see those fruits of the Spirit come to life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And another aspect of God and kind of going, or of the Holy Spirit, not God, (laughs) just to be clear, there are differences. Um, In Romans 8, 26, um, another aspect of who the Holy Spirit is, it says that the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And so as you were talking about that experience, David, and those experiences that you do have, it made me think of this verse and just this idea that, yeah, the Holy Spirit is kind of nudging you, but even when you don't know what to do, mm-hmm. like he will step in and give you what to do, what to say. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, maybe you feel like I need to go talk to that person for some reason, or this cashier is checking me out and I could just be on my phone and ignore them and say, thanks. Or I could ask, Hey, how's your day going? And I think even those small prompts, when we want to be selfish, when we want to keep to ourselves, like you know, maybe that person just needed to be asked, how's your day? Like they need Mm -hmm. to be seen. Mm -hmm. And so we don't do that because we're better people because we're Christians or we are nicer people because we're Christians, but because the Holy Spirit like has chosen to work through us to love people and bring others closer to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. He is that guide. And, and, you know, that picture, I, I can remember a couple of years ago with you, David, uh, we were talking and you said, you know, I just I just feel like God's telling me this year I need to say yes. Mm. Uh, and so I can remember very distinctly, like there were some things you said yes to, and it was the guiding of the Holy Spirit and you surrendering 
right? You submitting yeah. the will of David to the will of God and feeling him say yes. And what I love about that is the Holy Spirit, in my experience with him, he always has better things planned than what I'm dreaming up. Absolutely. Uh, and so... And you dream up some crazy things. I do dream Just up. your personality. You have a lot of great dreams. <laughs> I, I dream up some crazy things. But, but when I'm open-handed and I say, Holy Spirit, would you guide? Uh, he always produces things that I wouldn't have even thought about. You know, we have a coffee shop, Sago Coffee. I would have never told you 20 years ago I would be involved in starting a coffee shop. That was never a dream of mine. That was never, that was never a thing, but it's been a really cool experience to start a coffee shop for our community and to see people connect there, to see just the the community interactions of a place being for their community. Uh, it's so cool. But but to, to y'all's point, when we get to that place of being surrendered and listening and, and really believing in faith, hey, Holy Spirit, I believe that that you can and will guide me towards things that are better than what I'm going to choose on my own, even if I would choose something good on my own, right? That what you have is still going to turn out better than what I'm going to choose. Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. Well, you guys, we're so glad that y'all joined us this week on our episode as we really just were able to dive into who the Holy Spirit is, why he matters, and how he can make our lives not perfect or better but fuller and and what it can mean for our hearts when we're able to walk in step with the spirit um you guys if y'all have more questions we would love to hear from y'all we're always looking for more questions to chat about um, and ask so you can email those to one question at beachchurchjacks.com david carrie as always it's been a pleasure and we'll see if that serial episode can't make it on one of these days (laughs) thanks for joining us y'all see ya